Creating your own reality. Is it possible for me? I am Jennifer Cahill, the Consciousness Architect, and I am here to tell you that it's not only possible, it's closer than you might think. Welcome to the show. Hello, friends. It is such a pleasure to be back with you today for another episode of Regarding Consciousness. I am Jennifer Cahill, and I am so grateful to get to be able to facilitate these conversations around consciousness. And today, what better guest to have than Jonathan Goldman, who is not only an author, a thought leader, but is a pioneer in using sound for many decades. So I'm not going to be able to do him justice just by riffing here. I'm going to read you a little bit from his bio. Jonathan Goldman is an international authority and pioneer in the field of sound healing. He is the author of numerous books, including The Seven Secrets of Sound Healing and the best-selling book, The Humming Effect, which won actually the 2018 Gold Visionary Award for Health Books. His classic healing sounds just had a special 30th edition release. Jonathan is the director of the Sound Healers Association and president of Spirit of Music Incorporated in Boulder, Colorado. A Grammy nominee, he has created over 25 best-selling, award-winning recordings, including Chakra Chants, The Divine Name with Greg Braden, Frequencies of Frequencies, Sounds of Healing, and Reiki Chants, among many others. And Jonathan has also been named as one of Watkins Mind Buddy Spirit Magazine's 100 Most Spiritually Influential Living People. Jonathan, I'm so grateful that our paths crossed many years ago. I think it was three or four years ago, vis-a-vis HeartMath, when we had the opportunity to collaborate together. And it's such a pleasure to be back here with you today. Jennifer, what a blessing. Thank you so much for inviting me to share with you and your audience and all the beings who will forever resonate with us. What a beautiful passion you have. You are the creator of World Sound Healing Day. You have been on this journey with your incredible wife, Andy, for many decades. How did the consciousness of sound, how did it pull at your heartstrings and cause you to create this incredible career around this? I like to say that I was struck by the light of God one night when I was on stage playing in a rock band in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and that literally did occur where I was on stage and became aware that the music I was creating at the time was helping induce an ambiance of negativity and violence. And I had the thought, I wonder if music can be used to make people feel better. That thought shifted about 10 degrees and became, I wonder if sound can be used to heal. Now, this was back in the late 1970s, when there was very little, if anything, that had been going on. Sound now has reached a level of consciousness where it's second probably only to yoga in terms of the awareness of, shall we say, mainstream in terms of its ability to shift and change. But back then, there was very little going on. When I made that discovery that sound could be used for healing, doors opened, and everything from getting a degree at Lesley University, researching the uses of sound and music for healing, a master's degree, to founding the Sound Healers Association, to creating one of the first therapeutic music labels, Spirit Music, which now we call healing sounds. But those things are just... It's been an amazing journey, which has lasted well over 40 years, and I think I've just begun. 
I love that, Jonathan. And for a lot of our listeners and viewers out there who might be watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes or wherever people enjoy listening, let's say that maybe they don't know what sound healing is and that they're scratching their heads right now and they're saying, well, what is Jennifer talking to this Jonathan guy about? Can you explain for us what is sound healing and how can sound heal? The basic idea of using sound as a healing modality dates back to ancient times. And the Lord said, let there be light. In the beginning was the word, sound preceding light. And in fact, our ancient mystics and our modern quantum physicists agree that everything is in a state of vibration, from the electrons moving around the nucleus of an atom to planets and distant galaxies moving around their suns. They're all putting out a vibration, and this vibration can be perceived as being sound. We hear from around 16 cycles per second, 16 vibrations per second to around 16,000. But just because something is not within our audible range doesn't mean there isn't a sound. Our finny friends in the ocean, the dolphins, put out frequencies upwards of 180,000 cycles a second. To us, there's nothing going on. But to dolphins, they can be exchanging recipes for tuna noodle casserole or perhaps communicating with the beings from the cirrus star system. All things are possible. So with this idea that everything is in vibration, that includes our body, every organ, every bone, every tissue, every part of our body is in a state of vibration. And we are like this overall orchestra playing the symphony of the self. In fact, when we are feeling good, we say we're in sound health. But if you like, what happens if the second violin player loses their sheet music? They begin to play out of tune, out of harmony. Pretty soon, the string section is off. Pretty soon, the entire orchestra is sounding off. And this is akin to a part of our body vibrating out of its natural harmonic ease or resonance. And basically, when it starts vibrating out of ease or resonance, we say it is diseased. So the very concept of using sound for healing simply is to put the organ or the chakra or whatever part of our energy body or biofield or whatever or a physical body back into balance trying to get it restored to its healthy harmonic resonance its level of if you like healing and this is if you like the basis of almost every alternative therapy acupuncture chromotherapy light even chiropractic and all sorts of things like that have as their basis restoring balance to the body, mind, and spirit. It really is remarkable when you look back thousands of years and you see the role things that alternative medicines have played. When did you first start using it? Probably over the first workshop that I took where I was holding a quartz crystal like this and somebody was chanting my name. Actually, a group of people were chanting my name in the middle of a circle and I basically popped out of my body, went to this amethyst pyramid, came back in, said, I got to find out more about the sound and more about these crystals. And I began to almost use it immediately. And then this followed by a long and wondrous journey into everything from therapeutic touch, Reiki, sound healing, acupressure, all sorts of different things, because everything is interrelated. You can't just separate and say, this is just sound. No, everything works together in a synergistic level. We are all one and all things interconnect. So when did I start doing it? 
probably, listen, just hilariously tell you a story that I haven't told for a long time, but I was playing in a rock and roll band, and I began basically finding out about using sound and energy, and I remember I walked into practice, and I walked over to my bass player and said, how you doing? And it was a woman. She said, oh, I'm feeling really sick. And I went, oh, sore throat. And she looked at me and said, how'd you know? I could feel the energetic disturbances because I had learned therapeutic touch and Reiki. And I began to do some healing with her doing that. So that was back when I was in my rock and roll early days of the late 70s type of thing. And so that, that was the beginning. And it just continues. And I've taught thousands and thousands of people. And I'm really grateful. I could have, if you like, opened up my own practice, but I realized if I had a practice, it would keep me from really being able to share a lot of the knowledge and transformational energy that sound can make. Rather than doing a private practice, I got out in the world and said, hey, sound is an amazing tool. Let me share what it can do. I think it's such a beautiful idea that we can use sound and vibration to heal ourselves. I remember many years ago, I was first introduced to the idea of chanting the sounds of the chakras to bring them into balance. Correct me if I'm wrong, I, and I offer this to our audience in case you're not familiar with this. I believe it's lam, vam, ram, yam, ham, sham, om, or something like that. And each one of the sounds can basically help attune, even if you're feeling a little bit off, and say you're not feeling grounded. Today I was on a flight at 4, 6 a.m., something like that from London. So say on the days where you're not feeling grounded, you can actually use the sound lam, which is a grounding sound connected to the root chakra to rebalance ourselves. What are your thoughts on that logic? I mean, totally. But mind you that when I was at the, doing my program in Leslie University, I literally had a pile of papers by Yo Hai on different systems that use sound for healing. And as an example, I, for example, like to use vowel sounds, which is non-denominational, O-R-I-A-E, and if I did it as a harmonically related thing. And it were, so there are a lot of different ways of doing it. But my real quick thing, and I have a recording called Chakra Chants, which uses both the Bija mantras and the vowel sounds, and it's been an award-winning, best-selling recording. And I also have a, an app called the Seven Minute Chakra Tune-Up that people can get, and that's had millions and millions of uh, people on YouTube experience it. But the bottom line is that when I was putting all this information together, this is a pile of papers, I would find that Spiritual Master X would use one set of mantras for the chakras of the spiritual master, why would you use a completely different set of mantras or sounds for the chakras? And they didn't necessarily agree. There would be Dr. A who was using a particular set of frequencies for one organ, Dr. B using a completely different set of frequencies for the same organ. And I was sitting in the chair thinking, how can this be? How can this be? They don't correlate. They don't line up. How can this be? And this inner voice said, it is not only the frequency of the sound that creates its effect, but also the intention of the person making and receiving the sound. And I wrote down these words, Jennifer, frequency plus intent equals healing. Back in the early 1980s, this was totally new and strange, and what a formula to manifest on the planet. It was very difficult to be talking to different people, particularly scientists and doctors, about the importance of intentionality, but blessed be, whether it's people like Wayne Dyer doing his power of intention, Bruce Lipton in the biology of belief, or Joe Dispenza, you are the placebo, X, Y, Z. 
so many people have now really brought the importance of intention onto the planet that I can just say, hey, you remember Masaru Emoto's work with water crystal molecules? Go, wow, just think about how sound can affect the molecules of our body. Think about how positive sounds can actually purify and change the molecular structure of water, making it go from looking like mud to looking like quartz crystals or if you like, snowflakes, and then think about how much of our body is water, how much of our planet is water, and how much intentionalized sound can shift and change all of this. What I'm really hearing you say, Jonathan, is it's our intention multiplied by the vibration. And I'm even going to tie in a third element here. It's the words themselves. Just for example, the water example that you gave, we found that if you were to take a glass of water, for example, like this, and say to it, bad water, not good water, I hate you water. We don't want to say that because it's going to impact it versus... You want to bless your water. You want to bless your water. Yeah, we want uh, to say, I love you water. Thank you water. Thank you. And the same I think is true of food, water, anything. I think if we have a loving relationship with anything, our spouse, our dog, our friends, the way that we speak and that we harness the power of our words, our vibration, and our intention can transform anything, be it water or a relationship with someone. Totally, 100%. And I always like to say, I think the most powerful sound healing instrument is our voice, because A, everyone's got one. B, it's the easiest way of programming intentionality or consciousness. Consciousness is another word that I use for intentionality. But that we can heal with our conversational voice. So it's very important for us to be aware of this and to choose our words and our intentions, the energy of these words very consciously and very appropriately, because we can do very good with our voice, just talking to another person, or we can do the opposite. And I trust that we're evolving to a point where that doesn't occur. It's about consciousness. That's the title of the episode regarding consciousness. It, all things are regarding consciousness, the consciousness with which we do anything, as our mutual friend Bruce Lipton and many others talk about. It's our environment, and if we're in an environment that is toxic, where we're being spoken to in an unkind way, that's going to have an effect on us. And also, it's our internal talk. I think it's important that we highlight that for people as well, because just like our external voice can heal us, our internal voice and the kindness or lack thereof that we show ourselves can also have a positive or negative impact on our health, our well-being, and how we show up in the world. In a big way. And one of the things that has happened, I've worked with mantras, overtones or undertones, all sorts of different harmonics, sacred ratios, mantras, etc., you name it, hymns. But lately, one of the things that my wife, Andy, and I are really focused on is using the power of the hum as a tool, because a, a, everybody can hum. Nobody is judgmental about their hum when we teach conscious humming, okay, conscious humming, which is something that literally everyone can do. It creates profound and powerful shifts and changes. You get all sorts of dramatic physiological effects, including lowering heart rate, respiration, you get 
increased levels of melatonin, you get nitric oxide, among other things, you can get increased heart rate variability, all these things that I know you've talked about with various people. And the reality is that conscious humming is, first of all, simply taking some nice deep breaths, humming on one tone that's usually right around the conversational voice. A lot of people are looking for their signature sound. It usually falls within your conversational voice and your comfort zone. And then basically making a hum, we do it about three to five times, and then also equally honoring the power of silence. Because silence is the yin to the yang of sound. And it is really oftentimes when people get into sound, they become so enamored with the sound that they forget to honor the silence. And the silence is a place, oftentimes the sound becomes assimilated into our body, mind, and spirit. I couldn't agree more. I remember I've had many friends. Sister Jenna was one person who had taught me that at the top of every hour in the Braha Kumaras that she's a part of, that they actually have a timer where at the top of every hour for one to three minutes, everyone practices silence. And it's so easy to get caught up in wanting to talk, wanting noise, YouTube, whatever it might be. And sometimes, whether it's three minutes, three hours, or three days, it's in that inner stillness, that inner quietude, that we can really integrate all of the beautiful epiphanies that we get from the vibration of the spoken word, the the sound healings, the humming. Yeah. And I would love for you to share, because I love for these episodes to add value to anybody who listens or watches. And is there a way you could give us an example? I know you did it on the Global Coherence Pulse that we offer. All right, so with just conscious humming, once again, you want to basically get yourself centered, take some nice deep breaths without, you need to do deep breaths, first and foremost. Nice deep breaths. There are literally two different ways of creating vagal toning. One of them is by taking a nice deep breath, and the other is through humming. So if you combine the two, you got a wonderful, powerful situation. Then once again, you want to have your lips closed, because if you open lips, the sound goes out, and therefore all the sound is contained, making the hum the most powerful vibroacoustic sound. And vibroacoustics simply means the effect of sound upon the cellular structure. And so we have our lips closed. And then we're going to do about three, let's do four of these. And I will lead people to do this. And then we want to be in silence. So this is just first to experience the fact that there's going to be some powerful shifts and changes that occur even from doing three or four hums. And we're going to be in silence after that for just a short amount of time. If I were to do this in real time, three or four hums might take a minute. I would be silent for a minute. But because we're on a podcast, I'll basically come in very gently. But I'll probably get a little bit high because that does happen when I make sound. Once again, when you get all sorts of things, including uh, the release of endorphins, which are those wonderful self-created opiates that work as natural pain relievers, among other things, and more increased oxygen in your cells. And once again, nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator, as well as being an antiviral agent, all sorts of incredible natural pharmaceuticals are happening in your body, then your electromagnetic field, your chakras, your energy field, all this stuff is happening almost instantaneously. But the first thing we do is check yourself out. Let's take some nice deep breaths. 
And then once again, you want to be humming at a note that is in your conversational level. Louder is not better. More is not better. And we'll just do three or four, four hums. And I want everybody who's watching this to try this. Keeping your lips closed. Humming on one note. You don't want to hum zippity doo da or the 1812 Overture. And we'll just be nice and relaxed and feel what's happening. So first, check yourself out again. See how you're feeling. Taking a nice deep breath. We'll do the first of four hums. You ready? Mmm. Just being in silence and checking yourself out. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm a little blissed out even from just doing those four hums. Jennifer, how do you feel? I am with you. <laughs> My whole body is tingling and we forget the power of the hum. There was so much buzz, speaking of humming, when you and Andy joined us for the Global Coherence Pulse a couple of months ago. Yes. And then when I went and watched it and listened to it and practiced the humming, it's something so simple. We could be walking our dog, cooking breakfast, whatever we might be doing in our day, and to just allow a few breaths and to do that vagal breathing and then to right. tie in the humming. I feel like as somebody who was up at 3.30 a.m. this morning on flights back and forth different places, my energy feels five to ten times stronger than it did when we began. It's a, it's a wonderful way of either relaxing yourself or energizing yourself, depending upon your intentionality. That's the whole thing. The next level, after we just do conscious humming, is basically to add codified intention. What is your purpose? Do you want, do you want to vibrate a certain part of your body that may be out of order of your head or your chest or whatever, or do you want to do it for relaxation, or do you want to do it to wake yourself up? What is your intention? This is all, if you like, found in our book, The Humming Effect, which we highly recommend people get, but just the bottom line. The only thing I will say is that it's great to hum at different times, but if you can just basically, because humming is sacred, Sound is sacred, humming is sacred, intentionalized sound, intentionalized humming, conscious humming is sacred to allow the space, even if it's just a minute or two. So you're not necessarily, I mean, you can do it driving your car, but I wouldn't ad advise it because you're really not allowing the sound. Close your eyes, relax, feel the energy that's there, and therefore allow and honor the sacredness of the sound to heal and transform. 
Thank you so much, Jonathan, for highlighting that. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur, running companies, my brain is always trying to see, what can I collapse with this? And I am somebody who has a very robust spiritual practice where I love to pray and meditate at least two hours every day. And yet sometimes, you know, you think, oh, what if I just did this at the same time I did that? And I really appreciate you bringing to our attention the integrity that is required to have the most impactful experience while humming. So thank you for highlighting that as some, somebody who might occasionally multitask. I'm sure nobody else listening ever does that, but maybe you do too. <laughs> what a blessing if we just focused on one thing for a short amount of time, huh? True story, my friend, true story. It is such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Jonathan Goldman joining us today, creator of World Sound Healing Day and author of The Humming Effect and many other books. Jonathan, if people want to learn more, I believe you even have a radio show as well, or you did. I would love to have Only, you here. You know, uh, but the, our website, healingsounds.com, is an award-winning website. We've got all sorts of freebie downloads, wonderful things you can get, including these seven-minute chakra tune-up, all sorts of different information. We've got sonic toys for transformation, books, tuning forks, you name it. It's been around for a really long time because our purpose is to help basically bring the awareness of sound and music for healing to the planet. And I have a pretty cool also YouTube channel, Jonathan Goldman Official. We've got lots and lots of different informational and video and musical things there. So check it out. I love that, Jonathan. Any closing thoughts before we wrap today's episode? Any maybe last pearls of wisdom that you'd love to leave our audience with, or maybe something I didn't get a chance to ask you that you'd love to leave us with? The power of sound, intentionalized sound, is superb. The reason that our prayers on the planet or for the most part vocalized, whether they're whispered, chanted, spoken, or sung, is that sound amplifies the power of prayers, it amplifies the power of meditation. In fact, one of the more advanced sonic yogic techniques is called Brahmari Pranayama, which is literally, and it's just one aspect. So sound amplifies our electromagnetic field. So once we get that fabulous heart-brain coherence going with our intention of consciousness, our breathing, our appreciation. If we add sound, it makes it grow even more, which is why in World Sound Healing Day, we have people intentionally make a sound to heal the Gaia matrix, our beloved Mother Earth. So in my closing thoughts, I'd like to say, we heal the planet. We heal ourselves, we heal the planet. We can make a difference, and we have a choice. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jonathan Goldman. Thank you to each and every one of you watching, listening, whenever and wherever and intending. Intentions are so important that each and every one of you, you're able to draw forth and get clarity. If you could have one intention this week, let that be your intention. Let that be the resonance, the vibration, the energy that carries you forth on the wave of this week, whenever and wherever you may be listening to it. I am Jennifer K. Hill, CEO of OM.app, OptiMatch, and it is a pleasure to be here with you, and I thank you for your time, your listening, and your vibration. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of Regarding Consciousness with Jennifer K. Hill. 
We would love it if you would take a moment and write a review for us or rate us on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And if you'd like to stay in touch and find out about upcoming events with some of the amazing guests we've had on the show, like Deepak Chopra and other world thought leaders, feel free to join my email list at metabizics, M-E-T-A-B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com. Again, that's metabizics.com. And you can go ahead and join our email list there. Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you join us next week.